0: Inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thank you for joining this episode today. If I tell you the word diva... What is the first thing that would come to your mind? Probably a opera singer or a very famous person that you probably will never meet in person. But what if I tell you that you already might be facing, on a daily basis, a diva in your life? So we have a special guest who will tell us uh, a bit of this very intriguing topic, Laura Baxter. The American opera singer and performance coach has studied the effects of the voice and body on non-verbal communication and leadership for over 25 years, and she brings this experience together to help her clients perform and communicate better. In addition to her many stage performances, Laura was the singing voice of Faye Dunaway in the feature film A Handmaid's Tale. She was on the faculty at Duke University prior to her move to Germany, and she has been on the faculty of the Friedrich Alexander University in Erlangen since 1999. A recipient of the prestigious Louis Sudler Award for the Arts from Emory University, Laura is a is co-author of several German books, and her new book, Dealing with Divas and Other Difficult Personalities, A Mindful Approach to Improving relationships. In your business or organization, will be released on May this month. Hello, Laura.
1: Hi, Oscar. It's great to be back on your show.
0: Is as you say back, so it's the second time you are you are here, and really it's a pleasure talking with you again. All, all, after almost two years, I believe, almost two years that we have that really nice conversation before about how to how you, how a speaker can own the room. Mm-hmm. So now we have, um, of course, we are talking about something different, and in, it's in related, of course, um, yeah, something already um, I mentioned in your introduction. So I will ask you what you have been doing since last time we we had that conversation in this podcast.
1: <laughs> A lot of things. But one of the main things, as you already mentioned, is uh, writing this book. Um, in my work with, uh, with my clients on presence, what we talked about the last time we were mm-hmm. together, um, the ability to really have a strong inner presence as well as owning the room, a strong outer presence, I realized that one of the main things that keep people from being absolutely centered and focused and calm is, yeah, the other person. Mm-hmm. In other words, there's somebody that... um yeah, somebody, for example, if they're giving a presentation, somebody in the audience that they are thinking either what what is that person going to think of me, or what if I make a mm-hmm. mistake, or, um, or I can't believe that person's here today, you know, because they don't like that person or they don't get mm-hmm. along with them, um, or also in working in teams, I I do a lot of work with with uh, on leadership with different executives and and project leaders, um, how to work with their teams better, and in working with teams, often one of the main um, problems, one of the main challenges that actually takes more time and energy than it should are, um, are relationships. basically whether or not team members get along with each other, communicate well with each other, et cetera. And so that's the, that the work that I've done with, with many, many, many clients, especially, uh, people, people in leadership positions, working with teams, trying to get their teams to go forward. Um, that was the inspiration for this book. So yeah, that's what I've been doing since the last time we saw it. we saw each other. The last time we talked.
0: Oh, sounds sounds really <laughs> fantastic. you have really very, very interesting experiences with your, um, with your customers, the people who are working with you to in, to improve their leadership and communication skills. So this topic about divas, difficult personalities is is a bit rare actually, and no no book comes to my mind about this topic. Maybe there is something touched anywhere, but not that I know. So could you tell us why it's so important to learn how to how to deal with divas and difficult personalities?
1: Oh, it's so important because it's a, it's necessary. Uh, you've got to if you really want to reach your goals, um, you can't always just uh, pick the people or, or choose the people you want to work with. Um, one, one example that I use in my book is uh, the stereotypical tenor. And in the operatic world, tends to be a little bit problematic. They've got a very larger than life ego and, you know, they need special attention, et cetera. That's very stereotypical. My apologies to all my tenor Mm -hmm. friends out there, although they know they're fully aware of this. The thing is, you need them. So you can't, they, you know, they, if, if you, if, if there's a particular tenor that you don't, don't want to work with, um, what you're going to be doing is replacing him with another tenor because mm, you've got to yeah. have a tenor for that role. <laughs> there's there's no other way of doing it. So, I mean, basically, it's far better to to learn to work with the people that we are actually given, if possible. Obviously, there are situations, and I talk about that in the book as well, there are situations in which it won't work, in which it won't work but um, most of the time it does. Most of the time, if you just understand your own needs and the needs of the other person, Uh, then you can begin to actually make, literally build a bridge of communication to the other person. The book itself is not about becoming friends with the other person. That might happen. That often does happen that, that relationships, I don't know if you'd call them friendships, but um, that relationships do uh, improve to the point where the people really actually see each other socially as well. Um, But, but, you in and when you're in a team situation and you need the expertise expertise of this person this person that you don't like or can't get along with or the or you think is a you think is a diva or may be a diva from everybody in, in the team may think this is this person's just impossible to work with um you still need that expertise and so the this book is about two things there's there are two goals for the reader in this book one is how in this situation do you remain centered and calm mm. and focused, so that you don't get emotionally upset when you're confronted f- confronted with this person? And the second goal is getting your goals done. So being very fully aware of what your needs are, what your goals are in this situation, and being able to focus on those so that you actually manage to get them done. The f- first half of the book is is literally about you, the reader, um about. You know, defining the situation with your diva. I, I use diva very, um, the word officially is f- a female, <laughs> like that. A <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually, I use it gen- gener- generically mm. for, to symbolize the person that we don't get along with. Um, I'll say can say something more about that in a second. But uh, the first half of the book is really about, you know, defining the situation with your diva and also defining what you need. What are your goals so that we make sure that those goals are accomplished? And then the second half of the book is about building a bridge to that other person, understanding how different personalities function and also uh, what possible what possibly the the diva, he or she, um, what their goals may be so that you can actually create a win win situation. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yes, um, it's pretty interesting. Um, what you said um, a bit earlier—that yeah, it's, it's sometimes happens that let's say there's a team with a boss, let's say a team leader, and one of the person is making a presentation, and he's mm-hmm. so concerned about the team leader that it's not uh, it's not paying attention to the rest of the audience. No, just I'm so concerned about what the team leader is thinking about my presentation that. Uh, So I guess this is a a very typical example, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, I mean, actually this book takes it a step further. Um, Mm -hmm. What you just described could also just be normal stage fright. You know, I want to make sure I do a good job with this presentation and I want to make sure my boss likes what I do. But this particular book takes it one step further. The boss is not just, in that case, just the boss. It's somebody who's actually um, aggressively or Mm -hmm. non-aggressively indicated that, well, there are tensions there, serious tensions. Mm. So, um, also very strong insecurities from both sides. Yeah. So, the insecurity of the the boss because anyone who acts like, you know, acts dominant or whatever you would you you know whatever the the the, the personality structure is of that person, um, uh, there there are often insecurities on, in, insecurities on that side, but also insecurities on the side of the employee who's giving the presentation. That person, um if if that person person really feels like this boss does not like them or does not support them or does not want to be no, does not want them on the team, then that makes it even harder to give this presentation, yeah absolutely, in com- absolutely. yeah, mm-hmm. in comparison to sort of the normal situation where okay, I've got to give this presentation, which is also obviously not always easy, but yeah, yeah it's it's very real,
0: so yeah, it's an extra factor right It's not only that it's my boss, but there is some not so nice relationship. There. At that yeah, moment, yes, did. yes, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah and the inter- mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sorry. The, uh, the the interesting thing about the word diva is we usually picture a diva as somebody who's very dominant, there's some, yeah. someone who's very, um, yeah, overbearing, someone who comes in, takes over, uh, takes our space, it makes us feel small. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting thing is, somebody a very dominant person finds most commonly finds another very dominant energetic person mm-hmm. attractive. They don't. They may find them as competition, but they also they uh, often find them really attractive. So that's not a diva for them. Hmm. It's actually somebody who's very normal. <laughs> so the, actually, the definition of diva, and that's why in the title, it's you know uh, dealing with divas and other difficult personalities. Um, the diva for for the reader may be somebody who's dominant, someone who makes them sp- feel small, but also might be somebody who's very introverted, who do, who's not willing to. Um, Who's not willing to uh, make a decision, or you know, who, and, mm-hmm. and the, where the person feels like they're trying to control the situation through n- through not doing anything? Do you understand what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: it doesn't allow to, as you mentioned, doesn't allow to to, to complete the goals. No, if if I had to complete some goal, this person is, uh, is like a barrier for some reason. Even if it's introverted, as you say, it's it it have the same uh, effect.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I mean, um, you work with with a lot of salespeople, and, and and you know, and getting their products out there and all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in, in the typical sales personality, I mean, I don't know how it is in, in your with your experience. Uh, certainly here in Germany and in the U.S., the typical sales guy that we think of, you know, um, is much more the dominant, the energetic, coming into the room and s- selling the product. Yeah. Um, for that typical person, another energetic, fast decider uh, would be actually attractive. Mm-hmm. So they go in, they're dynamic. They you know they present their product, and um, even in in, condu- in in connection with your your new book, that's that's exciting that you've got a new book coming out. Today. <laughs> it's coming out today actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that um, you know how to create the, uh, an excellent product. They come in and um, a product demo. They come and give their 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 shtick about the product um it's very convincing and the other person immediately says yes i want that that's an easy customer for the dynamic personality but for that very dy- dynamic dominant personality if the customers have got a very different um a very different personality structure if they're hesitant if they're mm-hmm. introverted if they're if they only want um it's a wonderful saying in German: "Zahlen Fakten." That means numbers, da- data, and facts. Oh. You know, if they only want <laughs> if they only want that kind of information, and they're not willing to make a fast decision. Um, that can be very frustrating for the for the salesperson. So, um, for that for that very dynamic salesperson, this very more hesitant customer is difficult. And mm-hmm. this book actually uh, shows shows the salesperson in this example um exactly how um, exactly how he can um, relate to that person and how he can how he can give that person the information he or she needs um to actually make the sale to reach his goal.
0: Hmm. okay, well, very very, very interesting. Something else that um, yeah, that came to my mind just thinking of, of divas no that yeah. uh i think it was in dale carnegie how to win friends uh, and influence people now you also mentioned tenors right yeah. i think he makes an he makes an example i remember who was this i think he was a tenor who made the example of one person who um you as the one who wants to win friends has to be able to to calm down this 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 person not he's the he's a star is the is the he's the diva no and he mentioned the example. I remember right now, but do, would you have s- some examples of like real person with names you can say uh, where there was this relationship, like a diva and the person who managed to to deal with the diva?
1: Um, a lot of them. Um, do you mean um, in my just with my clients and in, in my experiences with with the, with clients?
0: Uh, true. If if there's someone with a name that we know, or or, or more or famous, just, yeah. Mm, if you if you know, or or based on on the people we have working directly.
1: Right now, I mean, when I think of famous personalities, I mean, this is a very <laughs> perhaps a very political answer right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, but if you look at the political the political situation um, uh, from different personality st- uh, structures, I'm you know, as you know American, so. Um, for example, President Trump mm-hmm. um, has a very, very, what I guess what you would call a diva personality. Mm-hmm. Um, this very dominant coming into the room, just did, did what I mentioned before, you know, numbers, date, data, facts. That just does not matter to him. He wants to get it done. He's very goal-oriented. It doesn't matter. The process is absolutely irrelevant. So in, if you want to work with somebody like that and actually... Um, uh, be able to get that person um on your side or at least be able to reach your goals when you're working with someone like that and say your personality is much more introverted then it's going to be necessary to actually speak his language Mm. it's also um it's also going to be very necessary to uh You have to find out, and that's partially what we're observing in many, many ways with how how the political situation is evolving, is to find out when and how he makes decisions so that he can be approached, um, you know, at, at a time where he's in the process of making that decision because, you know, so that he actually, uh, decides the way the person wants, which is, it's an interesting, it's an interesting phenomenon. I mean, that, that's, um, it's an interesting phenomenon how that how how we think in general. I mean, one of the 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 one of the things uh, that's in the book. I use the personality structure uh, or the personality analysis, the structogram in my work. And with the structogram, um, uh, basically we look at the inborn personality of the person, and there are different aspects. Um, of each of the personality uh, structures or tendencies um, that affect some, for example, how we um how we view time. So someone with a very dominant personality, what we would in the structuregram structure uh, structure actually associate the color red with that person, mm-hmm. someone with a very dominant personality who's um, uh, very, very dynamic and coming into the room, similar to to Trump, if you want to take that example. Uh, this type of person is, again, I'm speaking in generalizations, but this type of person is lives literally in the here and now. Mm-hmm. So if you confront this person with something they said yesterday, that does not interest them at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation with someone where um, either you've had more of a need to talk about something that's happened in the past, you know to sort of work it out, or they've had more of a need to do that. i don't do you know that situation? Where yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some sort of conflict in the past, and now this person comes to you or you go to them, I don't whichever and and um you, you know you want to you want to talk about it just to kind of clear the air. Um, uh, someone with with this red red dominant personality would not be interested in that at all. In other words, what happened yesterday, this conflict, is over and absolutely forgotten. Oh, and, and um they literally live right in the here and now, or for example, the person who wants more of the the numbers and data and facts. More introverted personality. Um, what we call the blue, per- blue dominant personality. Um, this person lives more in the future. So they're when they're confronted with the situation, they're much more process oriented, less goal oriented, and they're con- they're considering immediately how can we improve this product, how can we improve this situation. They're thinking about the future. Whereas the other another personality type, the green dominant person the 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 time orientation is much more in the past, so that would be the, a personality structure, for example, that would want to talk about the past, clear to clear the air. So it's a fascinating thing. Yet, yeah, so um, in in order to work with someone who's very different than us, to work with a diva, then it is it's essential to really look at what their needs, their needs are, as well as what our needs are, and try to find a way of communicating to again building that bridge to them.
0: Mm. Yeah, building the bridge—that's—that uh, <laughs> says a lot already <laughs> about um, what needs to be done. Yes, yes. Yeah. Could you—you you already gave us a bit hints about what is in your book, but could you now summarize, let's say, the um, the methodology or framework about uh, dealing with divas?
1: Yeah. Um, the subtitle of the book is a mindful approach to improving Rel- relationships in your business or organization, and one of the one of the very important parts about the book, um, is mindfulness. So, as I mentioned, the very first half of the book is about you, the reader, how giving you absolute tools, um, that you can immediately apply to, to, to remain centered, remain focused, to, um, to be confident and to not let your diva, again, whoever that may be, um, get under your skin, and then after that, the book turns to the other person, and then then I discuss, for example, the structural ground personality analysis about how you can find figure out the possible needs of the other person, so that you can actually build that communication bridge, so that at the end of the day, you can get your your goals done. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: this is like the 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 whole process that you you suggest to. To, to work for, for improving the relationships?
1: Well, the whole process, it's... Um, um, I use the acronym D.I.Va, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it a little easier. The, four, the book is divided into five sections. The very first part is the introduction, which just defines what a D.I.Va is and um, and how they tick, basically. Um, then, then the D.I.Va, the acronym itself, the D stands for defining the situation. So defining literally when you are in a situation with your diva. Um, there's one example, and this is going to sound strange, perhaps to the listeners, to our listeners today. But um, uh, there was one example of a client I was working with, and we were in the middle of co- I was in the middle of coaching him. He was a, an upper executive of a, of a large company here in Nuremberg, and we were in, literally in the middle of working on his presentation for um, for a presentation he had in had upcoming in in japan and he um we went to get a cup of coffee and as we went into the coffee room he um he immediately sort of tightened up and and told me about this employee of his uh that was a very difficult person um and he was absolutely in that moment in this stressful situation with his Mm -hmm. again diva and um i asked him about the employee a little further and We, you know, we talked about how to how to how to work in that with that kind of situation. And it came out that he this employee had not been by the company for over two years. But this whole situation with the diva was so traumatic That he was still, you know, being confronted by one of the places he would most often see this employee was in the coffee room. And therefore that just triggered this emotional reaction. So the defining the situation with your uh, diva is the very first section of, of my process has to do with recognizing where the triggers are, um, from your diva and, 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 and recognizing where you, where you have to encounter your diva at all. The second part of the book is creating a strong inner state. We want we want you to be, um, yeah, strong. So that you really the mm-hmm. to remain in the present, to remain centered and focused. Uh, it's essential to really uh, find a strong, have a strong core, and so that's what the second part of the book is about. The third part, the V, is the valuing yourself and others, and that gets into, um, uh, really getting into um. Not only the personality analysis, but understanding what what are the strengths and weaknesses that come into into play in your situation with the diva. And the last, the A, is associating with the divas is how we really build this bridge to get to the point where we can be in the same room with this person and and get get stuff done. There's one chapter I don't know if this might this chapter might you might like. Um, it's my favorite chapter I have to say, and that's called the four most powerful states. This is in the inner state part of the book. And the four most powerful states, um, the four most powerful mental states, are the state of gratitude, the state of love, the state of forgiveness, and the state of play. Mm. And we talk about how to uh, how to come into those states and stay in those states, especially when you're working with your diva.
0: So those are the four states. That uh, if you are in that state, you are you're going to be stronger for for Absolutely. facing yeah. the. Absolutely. Diva. Oh, pretty, pretty pretty interesting. And so you are, um, you're a singer, no? Opera singer, mezzo-soprano, right? Moses, meso right, soprano. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And good memory. <laughs> are, are you also a diva or have you been a diva?
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good question. You know, that's really a good question. Um, no, I'm not enough of one at times. <laughs> when, it, when I was, uh, tr- when, I, when I was with the National Opera Company and touring with them, um, one of the biggest challenges I had, because you sort of expect from an opera diva that, you know, they come in the room and own oh, the room and everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, you expect the sort of diva attitude. And I actually uh, certainly experienced once or twice where conductors did not, um they really expected that. And I did not uh-huh. give them enough of the, oh, it's wonderful to hear that kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of gestures. You can't see my hands. But right now, oh. um, yeah. um and for me, that was that was a very conscious decision. Do I want to? do that it's not really my person i'm i'm yeah. i've got a much more introverted personality um do i want to do that or not and it's i it's on the stage yes absolutely yeah. uh that that's where i love letting letting go so to speak yeah, yeah. um privately uh <laughs> i think that would be too much for my okay. family <laughs>
0: not even in, re- in rehearsals you are st- still uh...
1: On well, in rehearsals, it's, it's somewhere mixed between. I think the sense. thing, the, well, the thing with the diva is taking owning the room. What we talked about the last time I was on your program, yes. owning the room is a wonderful thing. And that, yes, every 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 it, you know, it it you if you own the room, it does you yourself good. Um, it gives you energy. It's a wonderful thing, and it does everyone around it. It, it helps everyone around you be more energized, and it's exciting. Um, There's this kind of flip side to the diva, which of course we find with this book, and the flip Mm -hmm. side is somebody who comes in and takes over everything uh, can have a tendency to be very narcissistic, and Mm, um, there that's where you, that's where I often have uh, my own personal. Problems with divas that walk into the room, as far as you know, singers that would walk in and take over and complain, or you know, mm-hmm. or talk badly, poorly about other colleagues or whatever. That's just not necessary. It's it's possible to own the room and be full of energy, have that positive side without having the right. sort of negative side of the diva. So you know, yeah. the, and the word diva itself. I mean, we shouldn't. Uh, I'm in the book. We're giving it a little bit of a negative negative touch. The word diva itself simply means godlike. So oh, godlike. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
0: It should be positive, then. <laughs> it
1: Should be positive, should be, right?
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, fantastic! Thanks for explaining that. Yeah, you are you're a, you are having having diva only on stage in a good way, only. not 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 in that the sense of a difficult personality.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Laura, could you now share with us an inspiring quote?
1: Yeah, I. Uh, in my book, in the print version—not in the Kindle version—but in the print version, we also have some favorite quotes, and one of the ones that uh, I, um, yeah, that I love most is a very, very, very short quote, um, and that's from Emmett Fox. He's a Emmett Fox was a theologian. He passed away, I think. And I'm not exactly sure what year. I think in the 60s, but I'm not totally sure. Um, and Emma, Emmett Fox wrote a book called The Seven Day Mental Diet and it's a very 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 small book very thin very little and one of the toughest books i've ever read because the goal is for 7 days you only think positively
0: mm.
1: you become aware of all your thoughts and it's really wonderful if you don't know that book if you don't have it i highly recommend it um and this is a very short quote from him from him he's this quote is life is a state of consciousness
0: Life is a state of consciousness.
1: Yeah. And that fits with the mindful, the mindful approach. That what we're doing in this book is bringing things that are happening at a subconscious level to the conscious level. And so his quote, mm. life is a state of consciousness. The true depth, if you want to understand life, is to be consciously aware of what's going on. And not, not judgmental, but mm. aware
0: yeah in definition the, the uh, it's a quote also very connected to to what we are talking about because if you are if you're conscious you're aware it's going to be easier to to face uh difficult personalities
1: mm-hmm. yes yeah
0: could you now share with us something practical that you would recommend doing daily or weekly as a routine to shine <laughs>
1: um yeah uh, As a routine to shine, um, oh, there's so many things. <laughs> I mean I think one of the things we talked about the last time I was with you is deep breath, how important it is to be able to um and and then also just also sense the entire room that, when you're in it. Um, but I think today, I would love to come back to that chapter that I meant uh, that I mentioned about the mm-hmm. four most powerful states. Um, if you consciously every day um and i you know literally have kept a journal uh like this uh for years um i have to say in the last last couple of years i've not been as disciplined as i should be but i was i, I had one of these these of these journals of mine uh and i found one the other day and i thought you know i need to start doing that as regularly i certainly do this practice what i'm about to mention um i do it but i don't write it down like i used to and that's um literally to just keep a journal of those the of every situation not yeah literally you can do that of what keep a journal of what you're grateful for mm. um so really um the state of gratitude the state of love um, those to combine those and keep it keep track of that in a journal um and probably the other thing would be consciously deciding um that you want and this is the state of play that you would like to come in full of respect, um, come into a situation of play with the person who you're dealing with. And by play, I mean, um, if you think of, you know, um, if you knew how dogs are. <laughs> um, so when you come home, if you've got a dog, I don't know if you've got right now, we have got two cats and a dog, but I've always, we haven't had <laughs> in my life. I must've always had dogs as well. And when you come home, cats are a little different. Um, but the dog will greet you immediately and wants to play with you. Yeah. And it's absolutely yeah. unconditional and absolutely deep. You know, it's, there's nothing about it. That's wanting to take advantage or any, anything of that sort the state of play is super super important when you're dealing with um anyone else just to come into the situation with with others and think i would like to full of respect i'd like to play with you i would like to sound strange when i say it that that way in english but to really i would like to come into a uh, i would like to come into a situation of um of joy and and of play um in the book there's some this section i show pictures of um uh, by the, Norbert, the by Norbert Rosing, he's a german photographer for national geographic mm-hmm. and he these pictures are he's he's one of the 40 most uh important photographers of our time and he uh, photographs his specialty are wild animals in, in particular mm-hmm. polar bears and in this particular picture th- this particular uh, series of pictures he was in canada and um at they were at a um at a dog kennel where there were about forty dogs, huskies lined up, um, you know, chained to a fence because it was a place where, where people could come in and sort of uh camp and rest or whatever until they go on their journey further. And <clears throat> and in the evening, so he he was there with the, the leader of his dogs, which uh, you know the huskies, and in the evening a, a a polar bear came to the camp and it was very clear that this polar bear wanted to eat one of the dogs. He wanted to. He was he was hunting, and the interesting thing is that especially this one dog did not recognize the hunting behavior. Mm. So usually in that situation, you go the animal would go into a fight or flight mm-hmm. type modus, yeah. And what happened in that situation is the dog actually went into a play posture. Oh. and um, and in that posture, you know, the tongue tongue's hanging out, and he's wagging his tail. What happened at that moment is this bear, the, the polar bear, who was absolutely fixated on the dog, wanting to kill mm-hmm. it before, recognizes the play posture hmm. and the play behavior and, you know, totally changes from zero to 180, totally changes his posture to play. <laughs> and at that moment, he begins to to play with that dog and with the some of the other dogs there for over an hour. Oh, and even, yeah, and it even gets to the point where I don't know if you know about animal behavior, but it gets to the point where he's actually laying on his back, and one of the dogs is standing over him, which is an absolute the most submissive posture an animal could take, um, and it's through play. And the first time I saw those pictures, and I've, I've talked to Norbert Rosing about them as well. The first time I saw those pictures, I was so moved because I thought that's it. That's. We often think about how can we, you know, put down the other person, how can we make Mm -hmm. us strong when we're we're in any kind of situation, presentation or otherwise. And I realized the secret is not trying to make us more powerful, whatever that means. It's wanting, genuinely wanting and respectfully wanting to come into this sort of playful relationship with someone else.
0: Well, I really want to... uh... Watch these uh, photos. <laughs> Amazing story. <laughs> beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. Uh, thank you very much, Laura, for this very fa- fascinating interview with you. Please tell us how we can uh, follow you, learn more about you, all the work you're doing, including your book, please. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> well, I go to uh, well, a lot of different ways. Um, go to my website. The website is www.voice, then the number four in leadership.com. So, voice. And again, the number four, leadership.com, or you can follow me on uh, Facebook, or for, this is Voice for Leadership, again, with the, um, I think there it's actually written out, the word for, and on Twitter, Voice for Leaders. Um, and one of the things uh, that we're offering, actually, right now with the book launch, is the book will be, is actually we're in the middle of the launch right now, mm-hmm. Um. One of the things that we are offering is we're going to let the because I because I want to reach as many people as possible, we're offering the Kindle version of this book for free until the twenty fifth of May. So you got another good week to get the book. <laughs> basically go to Amazon, look under dealing with Divas and other difficult personalities, and buy for free <laughs> the, the the kindle ver- version and um starting on the 25th that's the official launch of the of the print book and that's where also the the uh-huh. kindle version is no longer going to be for free um uh, starting on the 25th you can get you can actually order then the the book itself um in paper form and if by any chance since the you know it's possible to listen to this um this recording this broadcast and uh then uh, after the free book is no longer there. If you buy the book afterwards, then we'll have it set up so that you can send us your um, either a copy of your a copy of your receipts, It's just a little mm-hmm. screenshot of your you know, that you order the book or also your order number. And um we will send you a link so that you can get a free webinar that I've made to accompany the book um for yeah just to kind of deep to get more information from the whole experience
0: well wow. excellent definitely i will also help you to spread word so you will re- uh, many people will will get this uh, free download that you are offering so as you said mass uh, distribution for your very fascinating book that is coming and congratulations for that thanks
1: and i think uh, we uh, we can uh, with this text we'll just put the links and all that you need to to find Mm -hmm. the stuff there yeah Yeah, that'd be great
0: Great. everything is going to be on the show not yeah well thanks a lot laura and all the best
1: oh thank you take care and, and and yeah thanks again for everything oscar
0: thank you for listening to today's episode did you like it Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com Until next time...